TorahCafe.com. The Torah, a timeless book of wisdom, an all-time bestseller. Is it a book of knowledge and intellectual thought? Or is it a book of faith and belief in God? Its wisdom forever puzzled ancient Greek thinkers and philosophers who failed to understand its deep and mysterious nature. Hanukkah commemorates the victory of Jewish ideology and culture over that of the Greeks. Why does Judaism place such an emphasis on the study of Torah? Is it a mere intellectual exercise for academic prowess? Or is it rooted in a place far beyond anything the human mind can comprehend? We now turn to Mrs. Shimona Tsukernik, an international lecturer and founder of the Omec Foundation, who will discuss the people of the book, the celebration of Torah study and Hanukkah, and the essential connection between the Jewish people and this tradition of Torah study. Hi, welcome to Torah Cafe's Hanukkah message. I imagine you're getting ready for Hanukkah or watching this in the middle of Hanukkah. So I want to wish you a happy one, full of light, and um, share a concept with us, a concept together about the holiday. It has to do with understanding the way Jews relate to the Torah, the unique entry point that we have that is captured on the festival of Hanukkah. So when we look at the Torah, we read the first verse of the Torah tells us, Bereshit bara Elohim, which we translate as uh, in the, at the beginning you know, of God creating the heavens and the earth. At the beginning of this process of creating the heavens and the earth, this is what God, this is what God did. When you look at that verse, it begins with the second letter of the alphabet, Bereshit, in the beginning. An interesting story is told to us about the period of the Greeks. They were fascinated by the Torah and the study of the Torah, and they wanted access to it. So they took a number of sages and they told them, you have to translate the Torah. But they didn't want any old translation. They didn't want something that had been collaborated upon by the rabbis in some secret room and, you know, fixed so that the nations of the world wouldn't have access to the real text. So they took these sages and they put them in rooms, each one in, their, in, a, in, a, in a separate room, and they said, okay, now we want you to translate the Torah. And God made a wonderful miracle. The miracle was that each one of those sages, I think there were 70 sages, translated 10 things in the Torah into Greek in a different way than what the pure meaning was in the Hebrew language. But the fascinating thing was that each one of them translated the same 10 things differently. And not only that, they translated those things differently and the thing that they changed them into were all identical. So they took the same 10 things from the Torah, turned it around in the exact same way, all 70 of them. And one of the things that they changed is this first verse of the Torah, Bereshit bara Elohim. If you would look into 
the Greek translation, the original Greek translation of the Torah, what you're going to read over there is Elohim bara bereshit. If you would take the Greek and translate it back into Hebrew, it wouldn't read bereshit bara Elohim. In the beginning of God's creating the heaven and the earth, but rather Elohim bara bereshit. God created the beginning. Now, why did they do this? The sages said to themselves, you know what? The Greeks are polytheists and they, they believe in many gods. They might think that there's a God whose name is Bereshit and he created the God called Elohim. And they didn't want any, right there at the outset, some kind of illusion that could be misinterpreted as an illusion to to Avodazara, to idolatry. And so they changed it around to say, this God, Elohim, that we read about through the rest of Tanakh, the rest of the Bible and the prophets and writings, his name is Elohim and he created the beginning. Now, all of the commentators have a question on this. You see, when you look at the translation into Greek and how it would be retranslated back into Hebrew, what does their Torah begin with? The Greek Torah begin with, or one could say the Torah of the nations of the world begins with the letter Aleph. Aleph comes before Bet. Why would it be that Jews have their Torah beginning with the second letter of the alphabet and all the nations of the world have access to a Torah that begins with the first letter of the alphabet? So the Zohar says that it has to do with the name of the world from which we receive our Torah. Our Torah is drawn down to us from the world of Bria, creation, not from the world of Atzilut, of emanation, a higher world. Atzilut begins with an Aleph, Bria begins with the letter Bet. The Medrash gives a different opinion. And this we spoke about one time uh, in the Corporate Soul uh, workshop. We said the letter Bet is actually a map of the world. So here you have up in Torah is east, west is over here, south is here, and you have the letter Bet. What's open on this side, on the northern side? That's the side that, that God left for us to complete. He says, the Medrash tells us, God created the world in such a way, the Torah begins with the letter Bet, because God created the world with the northern side open. So that if someone would come along and say, you know what, I'm a God, I'm all powerful. We say to that person, okay, you fill up that northern side. Show me that your God closed the northern side. That's really the work of every individual in every every generation is to close that northern side of the Bet to complete God's Bayit, his house, and bring Mashiach. So the Medrash says it doesn't begin with the letter Aleph because God created the world according to the map that is delineated for us in the letter Bet. And then the the, the Gemara says that the word uh, Arur, cursed, begins with the letter Aleph. And the word Baruch, blessed, begins with the letter Bet. And therefore, God created the Torah, created the world, and he began the Torah with the letter Bet. Now, if we look at all of these explanations, clearly each one draws us to a question. What does it mean we only have the Torah that comes from the world of Bria, of creation? Don't we have access to the Torah that comes from the highest worlds and from God himself? 
in terms of the Medrash. The Medrash says, well, God changed the Torah because this is the map of the world. But it was exactly the other way around. We are taught a stuckel barais or bara alma. God looked into the Torah and he created the world. It's the converse. What does it mean that you're adapting the Torah for the sake of the world? And lastly, Arur and Baruch, blessed and or cursed and blessed, aren't there wonderful words that begin with the letter Aleph and words, busha, shame, embarrassment that begin with the letter Bet? So what's the real answer? What's really going on over here? The Lubavitcher Rebbe gives a fascinating insight. He says a person always has to know, and we think about this every day, specifically on Hanukkah. A person has to know. You open up a Torah, you see the letter Bet. What's it telling you? This learning, this text, it's number two. There's something that comes before the learning. The Aleph, the first letter, is Alufo Shalolam, the creator of the world, the master of the universe. Aluf is a general, the master who is in charge of the entire world. We have to know that when we are learning Torah, the study is a secondary thing. If it's just study as an academic, you know, I want to be a professor of Jewish philosophy and look at it from a distance. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to do comparative religion and see how they pan out. It's fascinating to look at how different cultures and people have looked at meaning, purpose, action, rectifying the world. But as a Jew, I have to look at the Torah and say, this comes from God, it's divine. And this was the challenge of the Greeks to the Jewish people. The Greeks loved, they were fascinated by the academia of Torah, by the brilliant learning and study of the Talmud, the sages, the discussion. But they said, our purpose is, we read in the davening, what did they want? To make the Jewish people forget your Torah. And the Rebbe says, the focus, the emphasis over there is to make them forget your Torah, Hashem. That I should be studying it and forget that this Torah comes from the Creator, the Master of the Universe. And that's why in Hanukkah we have this notion of the Pach Hashemin, this vial, this little jar of oil. What's the jar? The oil is that purest drop of consciousness as it emerges from the oil, from, from the olive. What I want in my thinking, in my way of relating, is to be connected to that oil, to that supernal consciousness, the olive of the world. And then my learning shines like the candles of the Hanukkah menorah. My soul can shine with all of my learning. I wish you all a happy, luminous, Wonderful Hanukkah.